Hello and welcome again to the Prepaid Podcast. I'm your host and editor of prepaidreviews.com, Joe Polakowski. As in most, most months, we got a lot of news about the prepaid wireless uh, industry this month, and later in the show, we're going to have Maisie Ramsey from Wireless Week on the show to discuss a little bit about Metro PCS, Leap Wireless, Boost, and Verizon. But before that, I wanted to go over uh, one of our favorite prepaid carriers, Page Plus. Back in November, they started off a series of price changes. Uh, they lowered their, well, they lowered the rate on their lowest card. It used to be 83 minutes or 86 minutes for $10, and then they changed that to 100 minutes for $10, putting their baseline at uh, 10 cents a minute, which is excellent. I mean, the lowest PageO price they have is 10 cents per minute. Uh, that's that's quite excellent. Uh, what we saw this month was that they upgraded. All of their cards. So now all of their cards provide uh, a better value. <clears throat> the uh, the changes are as follows: It's the 400 minute card uh, is twenty five dollars, and that's six point two five cents per minute. Uh, the thousand minute card that that's fifty dollars, and that's five cents a minute. And the two thousand minute card is eighty dollars, and that's four cents a minute. Hey, that's quite an excellent uh, rate plan for Page Plus. And their cards expire in 120 days as well. That's not as long as we've seen, but you know that's still a good four months worth of service. Uh, it's especially excellent, you know, if you're using the, uh, you know, the uh, the thousand minute card. You get minutes at half of what you get at carriers like Net10, um, which used to set the bar with 10 cents a minute. Uh, now you're getting a thousand minutes. You can spread that out over four months, and uh, and pay just five cents a minute. I think it's one of the best deals in the industry, and uh, you know, it, it, good job the Page Plus. Now they have basically one of the best total phone lineups in the industry. They have not only these Page You Go plans, but they have their Talk and Text 1200, and they have their Talk and Text Unlimited. All of those plans come in at below what you see from other companies. Um, you know, although Straight Talk does offer more services for that five that five extra dollars per month. Um, but, you know, it's just going to show further that these Verizon MVNOs are really coming out with competitive rates. And they're they're going to be a force. And as we'll learn later in the program, Verizon prepaid as well uh, will be trying to become a bigger force. In fact, we'll start with that now. Uh, Verizon this month announced they were going to add monthly plans to their prepaid side. Now, as you know, on their pay-as-you-go side, they work on a, uh, a daily access fee scheme. Uh, AT&T employs this as well, but not to the extent that Verizon does. Uh, this harkens back to the days of Verizon's Easy Pay plan, uh, their popular monthly prepaid plans that they uh, that they took out, took off the table once they expanded their monthly, uh, their daily access fee plans. So these are monthly plans, and not only are they prepaid monthly plans, but they're the same plans that they offer on postpaid. Uh, those come in only three tiers: it's 450 minutes. 900 minutes or unlimited. And then they have bundles uh, where you can go with Just Talk, uh, or, which is $45, $65, and $75, or Talk and Text, which is $65, $85, or $95. And these plans, they're basically $5 a month more than the postpaid plan. So Verizon has really created an incentive here for prepaid users. You can get the same plan that you use. Uh, you know, you can... Let's use it for instance. Guy's coming off a contract. Doesn't want to sign a new two-year contract. 
So he pays the extra $5 per month to keep using the same phone on the same plan on prepaid. And, you know, there are advantages to that because then you can walk away at any time. And uh, it seems like you're paying $5 a month for that privilege. But as we'll learn later, there there could be a data option added this to what added to this as well, um, signaling the Verizon might be might be a little more interested in competing on the prepaid side of things. That yeah, that should be interesting. On the line now, I have uh, Maisie Ramsey. She writes for Wireless Week uh, and does a good job of covering the beat over there. Um, and we've had conversations before about Metro PCS, so. Maisie, let's talk a little bit about Metro PCS uh, and Leap Wireless, how they fared in the fourth quarter. And as we learned, uh, Metro added 317,000 subscribers, which was way up from the third quarter, but not quite to where they'd been uh, about a year ago. Right, yeah. Um, Metro PCS is struggling um, against some pretty steep competition. Um, as you know, the the prepaid space is becoming is incredibly competitive. And I think Metro PCS is um, showing that. Um, they Not only are prepaid carriers starting to, I mean, they've always faced really steep competition from each other, but there's also growth from, um, prepaid growth from folks like Verizon Wireless, which recently added a million um, uh, customers through its resale partners, which sell it. Um, on a prepaid model, so that is that is worrisome for people like Metro PCS. Now, here's here's my question: um, AT and T, at way at the end of uh, the third quarter, announced they had a, they were adding a sixty dollar unlimited talk and text plan to their prepaid. Um, and you know, AT and T, they came out with some preliminary results, and they're pretty bad. Uh, we, I'm not saying they're bad; it's just we don't get the reporting on their prepaid numbers like we do their postpaid. Um, how big mm-hmm. an impact do you think AT&T's plan, even though more expensive, uh, had on Metro PCS? Well, that's kind of hard to say. Um, the thing is, AT&T's got such a strong brand that um, when they do um, launch new services, they they tend to do really well um, because of the strength of AT&T's brand. Um, I, I do feel that um, Metro PCS did, did get definitely get hurt by AT&T's new competitive um, prepaid models because both AT&T and Verizon are looking at the prepaid space as a way to grow at a time when um, wireless penetration rates are in the you know upwards of 90%. So I think Metro PCS has some... Um, Major challenges ahead of it as it as it looks to compete from both its prepaid and postpaid brethren. Yeah. And speaking of its uh, prepaid competitors, uh, Leap Wireless came in uh, not quite as strong uh, as far as you know, uh, act, you know subscriber numbers go. Uh, relatively to their to their bases, it was a pretty even uh, addition. Uh, Leap added three hundred thousand new subscribers, uh, which again it was way up from the third quarter, but not quite to their their two thousand eight level. Um, and the one thing we always hear is, will these companies merge? Uh, I take the stance that this it makes more sense than ever now because, as you just said, Verizon and AT&T are starting to see this opportunity and they're, they're pouncing on prepaid. Uh, what do you think the chances we're going to see the two companies seriously consider at least uh, a merger this year? 
I absolutely agree that this is a, a, a good time for them to merge. Um, given the consolidation on the, in the industry on the post-paid side, I really think that it's about time we start seeing some of that consolidation happening on the prepaid side of the industry. Um, I think that that merging would really strengthen both companies' competitive position. And frankly, I keep wondering why we haven't seen it happen already. These rumors going around about Weep and Metro PCS merging have been swirling forever. <laughs> and I just I'm just wondering what's holding what's holding it up. I don't know if there's something going on. Um, you know, behind the scenes, maybe with management, maybe there's, or maybe some of their big investors just don't want to see it happening. But I think, I think something needs to happen with those two companies because um, they they've got to up the ante somehow. They do, and, and they both face one major issue, and they continued facing it in the fourth quarter, uh, and that was churn rate. Um, mm. Yeah, and exactly. That's what can you say to that other than that? What can they do to reduce churn rate? It seems like. You know they're they're trying everything. Uh, Metros, uh, they over in the first quarter they introduced uh, flat rate billing. So when you pay sign up for a forty dollar plan, you only pay forty dollars. Uh, right. Leap Wireless is trying out a customer loyalty program, uh, where if you stay with the company for a certain amount of time, you can earn free upgrades on handsets. Are, are these programs going to work to allow them to reduce their churn rate, or are they just more flapping in the wind? Well, I mean, they certainly hope they're going to work uh, to reduce their churn rate. Um, you know, they've been doing a lot of things over the past year to um, both reduce churn and be more competitive with, with each other. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, frankly, it doesn't appear to be working so far. I think one of the most interesting things they've done to reduce reduce churn is um, act more like postpaid um, with these monthly services that, you know, that they're $40 a month services or 50 or 60, you know, that just keep going versus, you know, paying by the day. Um, you know, I, I think one of the key things to reducing churn is finding ways to lock in their customers, um, not just make the customers more loyal, but incentivize them to stay with the carrier. And, you know, the, the loyalty program, you know, that might go away towards um, doing that, but you know, they they face a lot of competition. The lure of fancy handsets from other carriers is very strong, and uh, you know, it's uh, we're going to have to see. Hopefully, for them, it'll work. But you know, the the things they've been doing over the past year haven't been overly successful at reducing churns. So, we'll and I'm surprised at that too because Metro Flash seems like it would be an excellent excellent feature to reducing churn because, as you just said, with the attractive handsets from the bigger carriers. People could use them on the on Metro PCS. Uh, and I've heard that Cricket does, you know, under the, you know, they don't broadcast that they flash phones, but in certain cases they do. Uh, do you have any idea, and it, we don't need a long answer, but any idea why they, why these programs haven't worked? It seems like they're like well, the number one thing people could do. Well, I think one of the, one of the um, attractions of, prepaid for customers is that they're not tied to the carrier. Um, 
carry, prepaid carriers face a unique challenge in that they don't have long-standing relationships with their customers like postpaid carriers do. You know, I've been with my carrier for about five years now. They have a five-year relationship with me, and frankly, I don't really like the carrier I'm with. <laughs> but you know, I'm probably going to stay with them for a long time just because it's what I've always been doing. Prepaid carriers don't have that kind of hold. I mean, they're they're they face a fundamental challenge in that. And, you know, some of some things they've been doing a while ago, I talked um, to some customer care uh, companies, and, you know, they said that they're actually getting a lot of um, prepaid operator clients in, you know, seeing if they can up the ante on their customer service to keep customers um, loyal. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, they they do face uh, some fundamental challenges in turn just on the basis of their business model. So, um, you know, maybe things like a loyalty program will work, but I think we're going to be seeing them get a lot more creative over the next year in terms of their efforts to reduce churn because churn's expensive, you oh, know. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear, though. It's definitely good to hear. Um, and, and the one more, they have, do have one bigger competitor, and it seems like, Boost Mobile, you know, they they mm. they kind of copied the the flat rate unlimited business model, a little less flexible uh, because they only have one price point. But they came out in you know in two thousand nine. They came out swinging in January, coming out with their unlimited plan, and now they came out swinging again in January this year, uh, adding Sprint CDMA network and CDMA handsets, including a BlackBerry uh, to their lineup. And I, I've been wondering, I've been really pondering this question for a long time because it's it's a tough one and I don't think it's easily answerable. But how it, I don't see how a prepaid BlackBerry is going to work for many people. I think that BlackBerry's target audience uh, is more of a postpaid target audience. Uh, do you see it any other way? Well, I mean, prepaid offerings are looking more and more like postpaid offerings, so it's it's hard to say. I, I don't think the, the traditional, well, I guess what's been seen as the quote-unquote traditional um, prepaid customer is changing. I think prepaid services are looking a lot more attractive to people who used to be on the postpaid side. Um, just given the state of the economy um, and the ability to more easily manage your finances with a prepaid plan, um, I think that there is a chance that, the that you know, we might see a, a shift in customer base for the prepaid carriers, um, you know, in terms of these um, more affluent, higher-end customers who are looking for something like uh, the BlackBerry curve. That said, you're right. Um, this is uh, an offering like the BlackBerry is definitely outside uh, the the realm of Boost's um, historic customer base, and it'll be interesting to see the adoption rates on their BlackBerry plan. You know, Boost is Boost tends to be ahead of the pack in terms of their offerings. They're they um, given the backing of Sprint. You know, they tend to be um, pretty innovative. Uh, they're one of my favorite carriers to follow. So it'll be, you know, I, I definitely am going to be keeping a close eye on what's happening, what's going to happen with that um, uh, $60 BlackBerry plan. Yeah, and it looks like uh, Verizon's going to try their hand at, uh, at a similar plan. It's going to be a bit more expensive, but uh, they're, they're apparently, and this is just a strong rumor, and it comes from a source I, I, usually, I usually trust, uh, that they're going to offer 
a prepaid BlackBerry plan, for, it, it's going to amount to $10 more than you would pay on, 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 pre, on postpaid. Uh, do you think at a higher price point, the name brand of Verizon uh, is going to draw people away from Boost, perhaps? Well, it's it's hard to say. I mean, Verizon does have a very strong brand, but then again, Boost's plan, if the rumor is true, Boost's plan will be cheaper, and they have the benefit of Sprint's network. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Verizon does have a very strong postpaid base. Perhaps some of their postpaid customers will migrate to the prepaid BlackBerry plan, although I'm, I'm sure they're hoping that doesn't happen yeah, since yeah. their postpaid customers bring in more money. But um, I think the implications of Verizon getting into that high-end um, high postpaid space could be a validation of Boost's um, high-end – or did I – I just said – I meant – I just misspoke anyway. Um, but, you know, if Verizon does launch a prepaid high-end BlackBerry service, that could be a validation of Boost Mobile's strategy there. So, you know, maybe maybe Boost is going in the right direction. But it's, you know, I, I'm not sure if Verizon's plan is that much more expensive, you know, if it does turn out to cost that more. It, I'm not sure if it will be that competitive against, against Boost because prepaid customers are really looking at the bottom line when it comes to choosing service. And I, I feel like they, well, brand does have a strong hold. They're, you know, less, perhaps a little less, um, a little less loyal to particular brands than with postpaid customers. Yeah, and that's a good point too. I think the uh, if you got the same plan with Verizon, the unlimited text, unlimited uh, voice, unlimited data, if you got that through Verizon's, the rumor we're hearing about Verizon's uh, BlackBerry plan, that would cost you a hundred and I think like a hundred and forty dollars a month. Yeah, it's, that's it's, a lot. It's, yeah, it's nine. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. It's eighty for unlimited. Um, it's unlimited text and data for eighty on postpaid, plus thirty for data. One, so that's one ten plus the extra. So it's one twenty. I mean, that's mm-hmm. double, double what Boost Mobile's offering. Yeah, I mean, if I was a customer, I'd be going with Boost. Yeah. You know. But then again, with Boost, um, I believe I'm going to take a look at it right now to, to validate this. But they're, you know, the handsets don't aren't subsidized in the same way that um, they are with Verizon. So, you know, that's um, that's one one strike against Boost. But at the same time, yeah, those plans with Verizon way more expensive. Yeah, and it's true. It's true too that they're saying right now that you can't take your uh, Sprint BlackBerry and activate it on Boost after you're done with your Sprint contract. Whereas with Verizon, you'd obviously be able to take your Verizon, you know, your existing Verizon BlackBerry and and uh, activate it on postpaid. So perhaps uh, the difference, maybe that'll be the difference. But I don't think that's that's much to give Verizon any kind of competitive advantage in this situation. Yeah, it'll be well. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Verizon does have a lot of BlackBerry customers, but again, I'm. I'm guessing they're they're probably going to hope that those BlackBerry customers don't go prepaid. Yeah, yeah. Well, Maisie, it was great talking to you about these issues. Uh, you're welcome again anytime you want on the prepaid podcast. Absolutely, and thank you so much for having me. It's been delightful. Anytime. And once again, this is Maisie Ramsey. Uh, she writes for Wireless Week, so make sure to check her out. We'll put a link in the post. To close the show this week, we have some particularly excellent news. Uh, 
in the last prepaid podcast, the last podcast of 2009, we noted very sadly that Net10 was discontinuing its unlimited plan. Now, it wasn't the greatest unlimited plan. It was 80 bucks a month for unlimited talk and text. And yeah, a lot of companies had come out since then and come out with better plans. But at the time, when they launched a plan, it was among the best in the industry uh, for what it offered. And Boost kind of came in and changed that. And Net10 had dropped their unlimited plan at the end of 2009. You know why they did? So they could relaunch it at a price point that was a bit more in line with the rest of the industry, which, guess what, is $50. So, the, uh, the plan is right along where Boost was, and I'm assuming that Net10 took it down and then reintroduced it because they were renegotiating the, uh, the deal with AT&T. Uh, it's still just like the old Unlimited plan, only available in GSM networks, uh, which supplements, uh, you know, America Marvel is the parent company of TrackPhone, Straight Talk, and Net10. Yeah, so Straight Talk is on Verizon's CDMA network, so that works on that side. And now they have Net10 on the AT&T side. So it's nice to have another option uh, if you happen to not live in a, G- a CDMA market that Straight Talk covers. Chances are you will live in a, in a GSM market that Net10 covers, uh, which should be quite excellent, quite excellent for your talking pleasures. We're going to wrap things up here uh, for the prepaid podcast. Thanks again to Maisie Ramsey for coming on the show and being such a delight to talk to. Uh, she really knows her stuff in the prepaid wireless industry, uh, and we hope to have her on again. So until next month, guys, take care.